maybe. Um, if anybody wants to go, we can just continue. And also, we can continue just to talk. Do you want me to just, like, unmute everybody, Andy? And we'll just turn it into a bar? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> You're listening to uh, the radio. It's 2 o'clock. It's usually time for Some Call Me Tim. And it is Some Call Me Tim. But we, uh, we have a Zoom call with a bunch of people in Glasgow. Be We've just been reading poetry. For the Unless people hours, are, like, so meeting themselves, even let's though do I it. mean it. Let's do uh, it. It'll be fun. <laughs> that last poem oh, was great. So I'm going to say, Pam, the official show is over. Okay, I'll turn it. I'll take it out. Yeah, let me do that. We don't want to. We don't want to. We don't want to have you guys talk. You're like, let's just have a conversation and put it on the radio. We do that all the time. It's weird, but <laughs> all the time here at Mutiny Radio, we just have conversations and uh, put people in those. Uh, I'll unplug some stuff and uh, play some music. This is usually some call me Tim. And thanks for joining me here at Mutiny Radio.
are still Christian, are still white middle class. My parents, only, my brother. He only kills those with health care. Yeah. It's, it's, um, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And they have, and they Costco prescriptions, I'm sure. Um, but, <sighs> and then I saw, I was in Africa, uh, in South Africa, working, and I saw, uh, I was actually hiring people for security company, uh, IT security company. And uh, we were hiring in Noweto. Everyone's heard of Soweto, where you know the Mandelas were from. Noweto. Oh, oh it's their places. It's like these are real places. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's called Alexandria. Its real name is Alexandria, but Noweto means north of the the Veld. Sure. And uh, and I'm seeing this poverty like really close. Like oh. when people when people make jokes about about San Francisco's feces problem. Oh. It ain't a problem. Really? Oh, I'll, I'll show you way worse. Uh, it, you are people living in like tin shacks? Like what are they, are they living in? It's not like, it's very similar to Oakland. <laughs> Am I not allowed to do those? Is that, <laughs> no, that's very is funny. That, is that it's wrong? okay. No, that's very funny. Uh, it's yeah, quite... no, the tin shacks. Like you are wealthy if you have tin for a roof. You know, wow. you, you start with a roof and work down. Uh, oh. the, the poor have a top uh, or a collection of plastic bags. Wow. Wow. 
and that, that but that's next to richness right like because cape town is i mean the, it's swanky like it, i mean it just it was haves and have nots and then they well first they said segregation is real and you're not a person or whatever and then they're like okay now you're people we're still but, talking about oakland aren't we <laughs> well i think that the i mean the question two white people talking about racism isn't it fun uh but so there's real poverty so we don't what do you have mean i'm poverty. british we created it uh, you're welcome yeah <laughs> you guys you guys mastered the slavery um so there wasn't running water that's what you mean like for, so not not to the house, but there was to the standpipe, yeah. and uh, you have to bear in mind I'm not quite as old as uh, as, as I might be uh, feeling sometimes. <laughs> so you know, there's water to the standpipe, but and I was there to to um, hire people, and I'll give you the short version of this. But basically, there was over a hundred people turned up for these interviews on a Saturday morning, and this is for a regular IT gig. Right. You know, anyone around here would would do. And they met the minimum qualifications. And uh, I interviewed the first four people, and they all answered the questions exactly the same way. Every one of them had learned everything about the company I work for. Wow. And just recited verbatim the company bio lines and stuff. Why would you like to work for these? Because your company has been a steadfast proponent of database security. And I was like, that's great. I think I broke that. (laughs) And then the fifth guy comes in. And he starts answering the question exactly the same way. I'm kind of getting bored of this. Sure. But crucially, I realize he's wearing the first guy's suit. No. Yeah. Wow. He's wearing the first guy's suit. And but how are they educated if they're uh, p- people who are super poor can be super educated? Well, they have these things called schools. <laughs> um, I just thought that poor people didn't get educated. No, they actually have a national curriculum. And education, is to those with nothing, education is incredibly valuable. This is one of the lessons I have seen throughout life. And again, it's kind of one of those British things. It's like, sure, we took your parents, we took your grandparents, but we left you with an education system and a baccalaureate program. Uh, And as long as you can afford to be in school, your parents will scrimp and save to put you in school, to pay the 20 cents a day or equivalent. Um, but they really understand the value because it is the only way out. If your choices are, you know, prison, death, or squalor, Prostitution. you'll find that not really. I mean, not for you. I've no, never been attractive enough. Sure. Mm. I did time in a British boarding school, so I knew what I was going in for. <laughs> hey, there's a market for that out here. <laughs> just your, you just got a bat for the other team. Absolutely. Cricket, cricket bat for the other team. I mean, big, tall you and little, little boy shorts and a little. Oh, I can just see it. That would be so cute. The if little, my wife's watching uh, <laughs> or listening, even there then, could be a then, market. I didn't have these ideas. It was you, Pam's fault. You should dress up. For, that would be what a great Halloween costume. That, that you'd be like sexy schoolboy, <laughs> sexy English schoolboy. It's that's Halloween. Uh, you know, I wondered what I'd wear for that next gig at the Improv, and uh, you've solved that problem for me. I was like, I'll wear my lucky jacket. Now we're talking thongs and school shorts. Just, I'm liking that. Yeah. What are thongs? Not th- our thongs are different than your thongs. Thongs are like girly pants that have no butt girly underwear what are your thongs what else, would I, what else would I wear I, I don't know people call thongs different things like some people think they're flip flops they think you those are thongs you cannot cover your genitalia with a sandal <laughs> not and get the support you so need so a thong okay so a girl thong yeah. I feel we strayed from the topic yeah well <laughs> Jesus I don't think they wore underwear at all well I so me and Jesus a loincloth surely 
but they were wearing robes. I think it must have been just for ease, like because they're also pooping on the ground to get back to the squalor. Weren't like biblical times squalorific? Like, were I mean, what? How old do I look? No, I don't know. But you seem to have knowledge of. You've been you've been. We used to run that country as well after the war. We (laughs) fucked that one up as well. Palestine, (laughs) we created that. You're welcome. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We uh, we, we we screwed up so but that, many things. But I think that wasn't that supposed to be helpful because like quite we, often we, we were being helpful. We were because <laughs> the United States were like, yeah, let's form Israel, even though that was someone else's country. And then we're like, this is a country now. And then they said, well, let's put all the Muslims over here in Palestine. Didn't we have a part of that too? You know what? There was a there was a number of senators that were quite keen on the idea. It's like. We're kind of repeating that cycle again right now. But to be fair, this was... Because it wasn't just uh, Israel at the time. We also had our hands in this thing called Iraq and, oh. and Iran. And we were creating borders. And rather than look at actual geography, we looked at a map. And some mm-hmm. guys in Oxford got a rule around and said, oh, this won't cause any problems. Uh, we, we did the same in India a couple of years' time and oh. creation of Pakistan. It's because we didn't know that... Or the it didn't have the study or the knowledge of the people. No, we knew. We didn't care. Oh. Big, huge difference. We were like, and, you know, uh, they're, they're all wonderful fuzzy wuzzies. I'm sure they'll all get on <laughs> well with one another. And, um, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll just say anybody on this side of the line is uh, is is that, and on that side is the other. And, um, yeah, no, be fine, be fine. Tea, absolutely wonderful. Ooh, Tiffin. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> wow. Wow, I mean, that's, it just blows my mind to think of it in that way because... Three guys in Oxford. I mean, I feel like we did the same thing in Vietnam. We totally screwed up Vietnam because we didn't understand the culture, what was going on. We didn't understand why the northern people were into the communism or how. Maybe we backed, maybe back in the south was wrong. We didn't even know because we didn't know the culture. We didn't know the language. We had people. We didn't know the roads, the topography, the weather, none of it. And we're like, let's put a bunch of money in. We're going to get these and then bad words and stuff and they all look the same. Uh, and But it was our cultural ignorance that made that war last for 30 years uh yeah it's, it's the principle <laughs> yeah it's there's, there's this this english person called jeremy clarkson he's a bit of an ass uh run, has a tv program now on amazon and he create one well, he, he curated this phrase which a lot of british people use and i've used it how hard can it be you take the most complex issue having a kid uh creating countries solving cultural issues and you apply the simple prism how hard can it be? <laughs> and you can screw up anything for 30 years on that basis. You'll make a commitment. Like, how hard could it be to change a government in Iraq? Turns out... Pretty hard. How hard is it to change it a diaper? I, know, I got that shit down one-handed now. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. We're two and a half years in. I got that yeah. thing. I'm like, you know... I have a nanny thing I do where I do it when they're standing. I just... I can, I can change diapers when they're standing up easier than any laying down proposition we're talking boys or girls both. or both 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 I'm, i've been because with boys you've got like time. a hook you can use <laughs> yeah well the and the thing is it's they're easy i do right now i'm hanging out with a young lady who's just turned two and she's still in the dipes and uh Standing up, it's hard sometimes with the poop, though. Well, I was gonna say because you just gotta get into all smear. the poops. You gotta get in, and you gotta front to back. Uh, right, exactly. Do not, yeah, never back to front. Do not fuck that one up. Yeah, no, That's, can't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But uh, it's 
it's yeah it's hard to get in there I, I wonder why we don't have little baby bidets do they i mean in europe do they stick there do english people have bidets are you are you guys really into to butt cleanliness first of all <laughs> you just committed a bit of a faux pas you confused me with the french oh but no the italians are the ones that i knew that had bidets well, i just well, figure they, everyone they do, in europe but the, it's 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 the french that really went to town and i i believe they do have the more fungal vagina issue <laughs> um one assumes that's the case uh, i've only known assume my wife's not listening i've only known a few french vaginas um and um i mean i'd rate them quite highly um now whether that was uh, down to kegel exercises or a bidet who knows right um but um yeah we did have a, we took we went to paris uh a year ago and change uh with the monkey and um she thought they were great <laughs> and and there was this, especially when she found out there was tabs that she could access. Oh no! Which are otherwise forbidden at home. Of um, course. You know, drought and you know, she can flood anything. And yeah, that was. Did she um, see like a like a um, water fountain? Yeah, it was. Stop it! Don't ooey. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's there's a reason why my kid looks like she's got bits of. You know, you have to get the peel the um, duct tape off her. Yeah. It's like, you're not touching that again. <laughs> uh, are you raising your child uh, religious in any way? My wife is. Your wife is. <laughs> your wife is raising your child religious. You're going along with it. I'm, I'm, I'm committed to her being part of a good community. Right on. So obviously white middle class with healthcare. <laughs> um, no, it, it's a real... Um, you know, it comes back to the it, religion didn't just start it. This was a, it, it was you know, my personal belief is it was a control tool. It was a community control tool. Establish acceptable norms, and then say the big invisible man said that's what you got to do. Mm. And you know the principle of sheeple. Right. And, it, and it, quite effective. You know why built? You know why churches are so tall? So God can look down on you. Oh, I thought it was so the priest can jump off and commit suicide. <laughs> um, well, See, I don't think the, that's that. I just well, I, they I, don't do that. Do well, they do that? Nuns. Nuns. They threaten the choir boys. Well, if you don't want to take your your little vesticles off and uh, expose your little testicles. Hey, welcome back, Mutiny Radio listener. Uh, you we were just playing a, an old some call me Tim, but my guest has arrived. Uh, I met you on the street yesterday. It's Gretchen, right? Cheryl. Cheryl. Sorry, I knew there was a there was a diphthong in or something in there somewhere. Uh, so you're on the street. You're passing out some really great information, some truth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was really interested. You came by. You have a green piece of paper, and said, "Hey, do you know what's? Do you know what they're? Do you know that we're, we're worth more dead than alive?" And I was like, "Oh, tell me more." <laughs> Because I believe in a large, uh, I don't know, the world's a large place, and there's some powers that be that I don't understand. So, yes, I don't know what indeed. they're doing right now. Yeah, so we got a microphone up there for you, and uh, tell, tell the radio listening audience what's, what you're passing around. Okay. I've been passing around flyers to educate people about COVID-19. And what it's really all about. Shall I just go into yeah, it? Go into it. Absolutely. Okay, great. So, um, where shall we start? Let's start with how much are you worth dead? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what? How is that? How is it possible that we're worth? Because I, I, 
<laughs> I, when I was married a long time ago, we were going to take out a life insurance policy, but I was a teacher, and the life insurance guy actually said, you're not worth anything. He said, you're, you're, there's no reason for you to life insurance. There's nothing to protect. You're worthless. And I was like, what? And he's like, well, your husband, he's a veterinarian. He makes lots of money. If he dies, you're screwed. But you're just a teacher. If you die, his lifestyle doesn't change whatsoever. So you're, you just really don't have any value here. And I was like, it shocked me. Um, but so, so I didn't know that life insurance, that there's, we're worth something. So you're saying there's global yeah. life insurance. Well, I mean, that guy was wrong. If you had, <laughs> let's say you had a child and you wanted to leave a little pool of money for your child. Yeah, you might leave over a million dollars to a child when you pass away. Wow. Just by buying life insurance, okay? And that is exactly what corporations are doing on us. They are buying life insurance on us. But like what corporations like Kraft or like these huge, or are they just huge conglomerates that have money and they're just passing mm -hmm. it around? All kinds. Global, I mean, this is corporations from all over the world buying life insurance against us. For instance, I looked up mine and I saw 1,034 corporations bought life insurance policies against me. A thousand corporations can buy, but you're one person. Yeah, just one person. And one of the corporations was um, a property on Shattuck Avenue in Berkeley. Another corporation was some other, you know, local entity. Uh, one was an, a man who has, you know, created a, a little corporation. It's just him, and he bought a policy against me. So it's all kinds of entities. And they, they, when you die, they get paid out. That's right. When I die, they get paid out. Because they're, like, every month they're putting money into this life insurance policy right. for you that you don't see and your family doesn't see, but they see. Yes. So they've bought you. Well, I checked my social security number and I checked many numbers near mine. So just add one, add one, add one, and look at various social security numbers. And it was these same 1,034 corporations that had invested in many people. So I'm guessing they're investing in people of my age bracket, maybe? Because they think you're going to die. Because we're <laughs> because all going to... Because yeah. of COVID? So is this link into COVID in that you think there's a larger... Because this, is, this isn't a conspiracy. This is truth. You've looked it up. There are people... They've taken policies out against you. Yeah. And anyone can look it up for themselves. The website is GMA. EIUtility.org. So do a search on GMEI Utility space SSN search for Social Security Number Search. That will pull up the page where you enter your Social Security Number and you see exactly who's bought life insurance against you. Now they probably bought life insurance policies, you know, shortly after I was born, short, you know, people of my age, they probably started out a long time ago because the earlier they start, the cheaper, the cheaper it is, it is. Yeah, much, right. much cheaper. It gets so much. Because who insures a child? Loads of people do. Yeah. I, see, I mean, 
insurance in itself is sort of a racket, isn't it? I mean, you're paying monthly with the hopes that you won't need it because you don't want to die no one wants but everybody dies and when you die you know well you leave a little bit of cash for your loved one if your loved one inherits let's say some real estate or business or something they will probably need a lot of cash to pay various you know i don't know inheritance tax different bills right and you don't want to force them to sell the house to pay the bills you want to leave them some cash so that's what life insurance does so these corporations they're buying insurance policies on people cheaply and then decades later they get a nice payout a handsome payout so Mine is going to be um, about $1.5 billion, with a B, dollar payout to over a 1,000 corporations, mostly Norwegian corporations, as a matter of fact, in my case. So how can they take out – how do they, they have their social security number? How do they – so is it like I can go out and have a life insurance policy on someone if I want? Yes, you can. That is so weird. Yes, it is. So it's like <laughs> it's like playing the stock market with people's lives. Like yes, you're, it is. You're, wow. And they have so much money, these corporations, that they can just throw it around willy-nilly. Yes, they can. Wow. How did you find all this information? I got this information from an online activist called A Plain Truth For You. So I share... See, I, I just cruise around the internet checking out various reliable sources who come up with really interesting things. And then I combine it all and I share it with people, the good people from San Francisco to Palo Alto. I've put out like uh, 35,000 flyers since November. Wow. So. Because nobody knows about this. I mean, I've never, until I met you yesterday on the street, I never in a million years would have imagined that this is a thing that's happening mm-hmm. right now, that's been happening, that continues to happen, mm-hmm. and that there are people making that we're worth more dead than alive. Mm-hmm. And that with COVID now, and that anybody can die with COVID too. That's the crazy thing is it doesn't, it's not race, it's not class, it's not, it's just where you are. Well, let's get into COVID. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dr. Fauci is the man who's on TV every day. He's the one calling the shots about the rules to reopen and when you can and when you can't and how you've got to wear a mask and social distance and this and that. And He's the guy calling the shots. Dr. Fauci, head of like the infectious disease division of the um, National Institutes of Health. So... Dr. Fauci admitted in a recent New England Journal of Medicine article that COVID-19 is merely a common cold with a typical mortality rate of 0.1%. And Dr. Burks, the blonde lady who's also calling all the shots on TV every day, she admitted that they interpret COVID-19 deaths very liberally. She explained, anyone who dies, we then check for whatever reason, they, we check their blood. If we find COVID-19 um, indicators, 
that we label a COVID-19 death. So if you have a heart attack and you go in and then you're like dead and they test you and they go, you died of COVID and it's like, well, actually, wow. So people with pre-existing, so they keep saying pre-existing conditions. If you have diabetes, if you have this, if you have that, you didn't die of diabetes, you died of COVID. Every death becomes a COVID death. Wow. That's why all other causes of death have gone to zero, not ah! just in this country, ah! but all over the world. All other causes of death have gone to zero. So, but why, why would the large-scale powers that be want for us to believe that COVID-19 is the biggest killer that's ever existed in the history of killers? So many profitable reasons. Yeah. Yes. So, but let's just besides get in. Amazon, mm. besides everybody being at home and having everything delivered. Right. Well, that that's a good point. Amazon and Whole Foods, both owned by Jeff Bezos, and Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook. People are at home playing on uh, Facebook yeah. and whatnot. Uh, oh, and Instagram. Those two men have made sixty billion dollars in the first month alone. Wow. That's that's like the universe going. Yeah. What? That's How right. Much? And it's so is COVID nineteen a large scale money grab for those in power to just become to consolidate the wealth even further? Yes, money oh. and control and you know political power as well. I, I was thinking that this is the reason this was happening is that uh, forty five. I don't like to use his name because I feel like it gives him press. Uh, forty five wants to be reelected and he didn't look like he was going to be and then this is all happening and now there's so much fear the fear is so pervasive with us and and we're like we don't want i don't want to change horses in midstream ah, you know ah, it's scary and so and everyone really liked the 1200 dollars. i'm like do we get it this month too we only got it once is that it because <laughs> i don't have a job <laughs> i mean i do i have a job here but there's no the income is completely dried up here i mean it's 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 just gone and so many people that's happened with their jobs what's going to happen to the to us what how do we do we have to beg amazon for food is that what's gonna <laughs> yeah right um that's that's a big part of it is that they've bankrupted so many people They've, um, what's the unemployment? 44 million Americans um, more applying than, for um, unemployment. Well, it's more than even during uh, the Great Depression. And I can't even apply for unemployment because I don't, because I own my own business. And they had this thing where they're like, oh, you could get a $10,000 grant that you uh, give to you and whatever. And if you didn't apply that day, you're done. There wasn't, because I went to my bank and I'm like, oh, I'd like to get one of those PPP forgivable loan grants of 10 grand so I can save the station. And they were like, Oh no, those are done. I was like, it was. What, like, blah, 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 blah. They only went to these large corporations, actually. And isn't that crazy? Because all the why do they want the little man to be down when they're? Do, I mean, do they want it? If you kill yourself, you can't get a life insurance policy. So that makes their they whole, cash in on the life insurance. They do if you commit suicide. So they want us to commit suicide, so we're well, scared. Well, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't get to cash in if you commit suicide. I, yeah, I, think, I think life insurance doesn't get to collect on suicides, huh? I don't. I don't, I don't know. So. I don't know what that is. I just that used to be the rule, anyways. I would think it would be because then how people? I mean, so many people would be staging suicides for their yeah. for their ex loved ones, or yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happens. We're we're off. I, I'm sorry, I got off the, the topic, but uh, so. 
So you think that COVID-19, it's not scary. It's just a common cold. Common cold. But then why would they want us all to have, do they just try to take away free speech and, this, and the ability to gather? Taking away all of our rights, gather, g- gaining greater control over society, lockdown society. And the Democrats are actually the ones who are pushing this thing. On day one, Trump actually said publicly, it's a hoax. This thing will all blow over soon. And then the media just kept trouncing him. And once again, he's saying it's a hoax. I told you it was a hoax. But could this be like the Spanish flu of like 1908 where there was a small, the the first wave, no big deal, a couple people died, whatever. But then months later, it was like six months later, so it would be for us in like October, November, that the deaths went up hugely because they had everybody quarantined and they opened it up and a second strain of the virus was developed and then a lot more people died. I mean, is that is that what they're trying to scare us with too? Or I mean, do you think, how long do you think this lockdown's gonna last? I think they will fully reopen June 1. June 1. That's like next week. Because of the occult symbolism of 61119. 1-9 for COVID-19. 6119. That's the symbol of like Ouroboros, the snake eating his own tail, and the yin and the yang with the two pillars in between. And, you know, just wow. they do that silly nonsense. They stage this silly crap. Wow. Like 9-11. I, I agree, and I, I'm 100% on that page that 9-11 was definitely an inside job. And we that that's the thing that we know the government's been lying to us forever, and we have proof of it. I mean, I read McNamara's book on uh, on Vietnam, and he wrote this in like 89 or something. And he said his, the biggest regret he had was that in 1965, he got the memo that said, this is an unwinnable war. And he just let, he went along with everybody and they doubled down, tripled down. And the government, we, we, we lied to the people. Our government lied to us. And they, but they've been doing that for so long that now we're just like, eh. Like we know, oh, whatever, whatever. Because... It's hard, and if you if you say they've got us all trained too, if you say 9/11 was an inside job, everyone gets on you. Like the trolls come out of the internet, they're like, "How dare you, unpatriotic!" The most patriotic thing we can do is to exercise our First Amendment rights and say, "I don't agree with this. I don't think that this is the truth," and to discover that truth. So, why do they want to? Are they just trying to change America? They're like, all of this freedom is bad. Let's stop that. Yeah, so let's get into that. Let's get into that part, right? So, um, Bill Gates has something for us. What? what? Bill Gates has a vaccine, (gasps) but it's not just a vaccine against COVID. It's also a biometric tattoo. No. The vaccine. You know, remember the polio shot where it was a whole bunch of little needles? Yeah. And that was the first time, instead of just one big needle, it was a whole bunch of little needles and they shot into your arm. Yeah. Bill Gates' vaccine is like that. Now they're going to be thousands of teeny tiny little needles on a patch like a band-aid that they just slap on the back of your hand 
And these little needles go into you and they inject um, invisible particles and dyes like and things. Like nanotechnology? Exactly oh, nanotechnology. And that's this is the end times, dude. This is the end. I remember being a kid and watching apocalyptic movies about the book of revelations. And one of the things is that we get the mark of the beast and that there's either a tattoo or that money is no longer anything, which we've already done. We've moved to cards. We've moved to chips. They're going to put those chips in us and they keep, everyone's like, they're not going to put chips in us. They've already got us on our phone doing everything with money. It's just ones and zeros flying through. Why do some people get more ones and zeros than other people? Why? I don't understand that. But then that is, I'll never let them put something inside. Of, I'll never get that. So what do if I, you don't have a choice? But they can't do that. I'm not in the army. I have oh. I, I have agency. I have vo- my own personal volition. I've oh. got you. I, I mean, I I will. I'd have to move to another country. I won't. That's the that's the <laughs> sign of the end times. Is that <laughs> we get some mark that things become so digital that we are hooked into the cloud that we are part of this that they can monitor us that's why I don't have a, I have a dumb phone I don't have a smartphone and they keep trying to give me a smartphone on the street they're like I have an Obama phone I don't want them to track me I don't want that because they're already doing that and to, but to literally and they're going to do it through fear too they're going to be like you haven't been vaccinated you're a bad person how dare you not join the ranks and file up sheeple <sighs> Well, it gets even worse because (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Fauci says we all need to have an immunity passport in order to travel. No. You have to have a passport, and the best way to have that passport is to carry it in your person. Not a piece of paper, but that wonderful scannable tattoo that Bill Gates has patented it's called ID2020, but if you don't want that one, there's another one called COVID Pass that I just learned about today. Because oh, it Info shows Wars. that you're clean. It says, I don't have COVID. It says, I got all my vaccines. I'm up to date. Wow. And to not be able to travel, then they really put us on lockdown. Unless they own us. And then once you're owned, they go, okay. This is, this is some seriously dystopian, scary, end time stuff that's happening right now that we're, we're all just blinded to it. Everyone's sitting at home on their internet. Why hasn't everybody found this? Um, the people who find it are the ones who are digging, 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 like yeah. Infowars.com and, you know, these smaller, uh, you know, organizations and sure. whatnot that we seek in the truth yeah you have to be a digger <laughs> right because they're not going to make it obvious no but doesn't it seem like if they're gonna tattoo us we're not no one's hearkening back to some holocaust times do we not remember not too long ago with some fascism where we we not we but you know as a matter of As, fact. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, go on. Bill Gates, the one who has uh, patented zero, patent number 060606. <gasps> Is it really? That's amazing. Yeah. His mother and father um, are connected to, I think it was his, I think it was his father who was working for IBM and IBM's the company that created the, um, 
system to process Jews in Nazi Germany. Really? Yeah. They're the ones who created that tattooing system so that wow. they could keep track of all of the Jews. Wow. So now he's he he then started working with IBM when he was a young man. Oh, and his daddy is a eugenicist. Oh, wow. And he's a eugenicist. Okay, and that's a, eugenics is a really interesting topic. That actually started, I think, in California in the 20s. And then it was picked up and moved and used, used by Nazi Germany because they were sterilizing uh, people with special needs uh, in the 20s. And, and women, and they were giving a lot of women. And just the poor. The poor. And yeah, natives. And the, and, yes, and African-American women. Yep. And uh, they just say, you can't t tie the tubes so that some people have. It just, it's removing human agency. And why, why, are we, why are we letting the powers above us control our choices? Is it, I guess for some people it makes them feel safer, that like big, big daddy government's in control and I trust them. But that's exactly the opposite. I don't want anyone ever telling me what to I can make those choices for myself. I have critical thought. I'm an educated person. Maybe that's what it was. It was No Child Left Behind in 2000 to 2008. And we dumbed down our entire society. And we made them just look at their phones and not question anything and not actually learn and not read books and memorize things and have facts in their own bodies and minds and brains. And instead, we're like, just look it up. Because you can always change. You can always change what's on the internet. And they are. Are they removing? There, I've seen yes. that stuff when things get up and then they get removed. Yes. And even on Facebook, I've passed stories around that have been like, this is really interesting. And they'll get removed. And then I'm like, how? There was a, a really great, uh, it was a saying that COVID-19 is a hoax and it was a German guy. And he had taken cameras and he wasn't allowed to take cameras in certain places. So he was kind of like hiding the cameras and he interviewed all these people. But he was saying, if everyone's sick, where are all the sick people? He went in the hospital. He's walking around. He's like, where is everybody? If everyone's dying, if this is an emergency, this place should be stacked. And it was a ghost town. And that video got taken off so quickly. Yeah. It was like six minutes after it got posted. It, it disappeared. Yeah. I went around the hospitals here in San Francisco with a meter that measures the... Um, non-ionizing radiation from, you know, like cell and Wi-Fi antenna and sure. 5G wireless antenna. Yeah. And I would get, um, like, St. Luke, I mean, uh, St. Luke's and Zuckerberg, when you get near the emergency room entrance, oh, those meters go all red zone, hazardous zone. Really? Yes, they do. And I can feel it in my body because I'm electrosensitive. Ah. So I get dizzy and nauseated and migraine headaches yeah. as I approach the ERs. But in some parts of the city, even two blocks away from the hospital, it's off the charts. Yeah. As in um, Pacific Heights, where they have those beautiful views. Yeah, and they have all, the is it radiation? Is that what this is? Non-ionizing radiation is the radiation from cell and Wi-Fi. Wow. Okay, that's called non-ionizing. Yeah. X-ray radiation is called ionizing radiation. It knocks electrons off. Sure. Um, but this just disrupts them. That's what I've heard, and I don't know if this is 
speculation or what this is, but the bees are dying because of the 5G. Yes. So those weird, the, the deionized vibrations or whatever. So bees are super sensitive because they fly around and they use like these little sensors to know where they're going. Like they can't even find their hives, some of them right now, because all of the static caused, or static is the wrong word too. Radiation. It's the radiation. non-ionized radiation. And it, in the air, it's, it's disrupting their life pattern. So we're, the bees are dying. And, you know, that's the other funny thing is everyone uses their cell phones as like an alarm now. And we constantly have them next to our heads. Like, how much radiation is our little phone giving out? That it's, and it's constantly around us. Yeah, it's giving out a lot of radiation. And you can, you can find information online at uh, websites like bioinitiative.org where they have a chart of the different uh, types of radiation and what they do to your body. And then, you know, it was bad enough that our city is blanketed with cell and Wi-Fi antenna and towers everywhere. But now we've also got 5G wireless antenna in every street light. Whoa, that's where they're putting them. They, they were installed maybe somewhere between 2014 and 2016 is what I'm, is what I'm finding. Yeah. Not just here, but globally. Globally. And I, when I, I still have a dumb phone, and it's only 2G. But when I went in not too long ago, they said, oh, you can't have that phone anymore. It won't work. Everything's 5G now. Mm. And I was like, 2G still works. And they're like, well, ugh. and they just lied to me flat out. They're like, no, 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 you definitely need 5G. I'm like, I, and I, I don't, I don't watch tv on my phone i don't watch stuff i don't need i don't need that i just call and text what do i need so here's the thing the world's falling apart and this stuff is scaring the crap out of me and you're taking the information and spreading it around but what do we do are we doomed or is there like are there like-minded people and if we band together can we do anything or are we a drop in the bucket and are they just going to silence us no we have great reason to hope and we are winning and as bad as it looks right now this is what it looks like when we're winning because the democrat it's not just the democrats i'm i'm an independent okay me too they're both the party of the rich or i should say they are all including the greens they are all the party of the rich elitists okay so (laughs) these people are giving it their best because their backs are against the wall. They know that we are winning. We, the people, are winning this fight. And, you know, you've got a rabid dog in the corner. What's it going to do? It's going to try to go for your throat. It's not going to act shy and try to be coy. No, it's going to go straight for your throat. And that's what they're doing. They're giving it their best because this is their last shot. Well, but why? Because if if we as a group rise up and say, you know, we don't need money, we don't need these enormous power systems telling us what to do with our lives, we can take care of each other, we can feed each other, there is, like, do we need, stat- like, you know, the whole thing about status symbols, like, shoes are shoes, why your shoes gotta cost $400 and have a label on them? Like. There are people living right now in the Tenderloin. I saw a guy walking on the way here. He was wearing socks. He didn't have shoes. And I'm like, so this guy doesn't have shoes and somebody else is still like, I'm getting my order online. I just bought all these new 
shoes that I can't leave the house with. But is it is it that they're scared that we're going to start valuing people equally and seeing that human life has intrinsic value? They're scared that the United States is going to stop being all about war, huh. never-ending war right. that ruins our economy, that kills our people, that destroys our families and our lives and our wealth. They're afraid we're going to switch to another model, which is cooperation. Right. Win-win deals with boom boom Russia. Uh, yeah, right. Win -win yeah, deals. imagine that. And the reason this is so scary for our government is that it's not really our government. Mm. It's our government was pretty much recolonized by the British long ago. Oh, so this is some World Bank stuff you're talking about. This is World Bank. This is Britain. This is the British Empire that put its tentacles back into our government. Huh. I guess 1913 was when Woodrow Wilson, their president, they installed Woodrow Wilson into our presidency so that he could create, uh, pass the law allowing the Federal Reserve Bank to come into being. Right, and that's so strange because they call it the Federal Reserve, but it has nothing to do with the United States. It's right. a private bank, right? Private bank. That's crazy. And that they call it the Federal Reserve. So we think we're like snowed into thinking that it has something to do with our government because That's it's federal. Right. They do it every time. A anytime the That's British right. want to have some corporation here in America that is killing us, they name it American this or that. Ha. <laughs> United States this or that. You know, federal this or that. <laughs> because it's just a name. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they have thoroughly, you know, taken over everything important in this country. They're constantly bombarding us with war propaganda. They've weaponized everything right. against us. And they don't want us to get together with Russia they always want us at war with Russia sure. because they know if we are working with Russia, both countries will just surge ahead and leave Britain in the oh. dust. And it's Russia that always comes to our rescue when Britain is trying to, you know, complete their takeover. Russia has rescued us t three times already that I can think of. See, I, it's hard for me to even think in countries because right now we're, we are so global with the Internet and maybe they've snowed us with all that idea. We're all one world. We're all together in one world. And really, they, they want to keep us divided. I yes. mean, I understand capitalism. Like, they're, uh, it, in the handful of a few, they want to consolidate the money and the power. And that bothers me, and I hate that, because I'm a, I'm a socialist. I'm a Marxist, really. Like, if I was to... I'm an old-school Marxist. I don't believe that... Uh, I don't know. I, I, passing down wealth from generation to generation and, and having family structures and all that kind of stuff is divides us from taking care of everyone. And I get it. Like, 
we can't have these huge groups of people. Socialism only works, or communism only works in groups of like 50 people or less. Because you have to know everybody's name, and you have to care about them. <laughs> and when you get too big, you're like, screw that guy. Why do I care about them? I don't know who they are. And so it's like a small-scale utopia that can work. We just want to always make things bigger and bigger and bigger. I don't know. Where do you where do you stand? Where you're a you you're an independent or you're a libertarian? I'm an independent. I I'm not with any group, you Anybody. know. And awesome. And um, I just try to vote strategically or threaten or threaten to vote <laughs> strategically. <laughs> I might not actually vote, but I might threaten to vote. You know. I just try to push push these uh, corrupt people to do what I want them to do, right? Yeah. And uh, all these isms, communism, socialism, you know, leftism, rightism, thisism, all of these isms were created by British think tank Tavistock Institute and their, and their subsidiary Rand Corporation, which is their American branch. These are British think tanks that come up with all this stuff, you know? Is Karl it, Marx. Do they, he, are they after our money? Why is Britain? Why? What are they? Money, political power, social power, and now they want the land itself because huh. they've got all the rest. Now it's time to go in for the land. But to get the land, they have to get us off the land, which means kill us. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. COVID. Which but is where's China come into play? I thought China was the big scare. Are they just a red herring? That, that we're just red herring. Like, That's right. We're just being, you know, look over here. China's scary. China's really, really scary. But really, it's yeah. like the hidden power. Britain, yeah. It's Britain, the power the we British. don't see. It's the British. And the British, um, they created the British with the U.S. They created China, basically, you know. So um, the British always do this. They always have multiple layers of deception. They're always propagandizing. Um, they're always arranging wars. Yeah. And they're always controlling every side of those wars. And they're always profiting off every uh, step of the way. Yeah. That's something I've noticed that the military industrial complex of the United States bothers me because when we spend a million dollars on a bomb and then we send it somewhere and then we blow something up, that's dumb because we could just go in there with a million dollars and refurbish what's there. Instead of, you know, killing people, but we will, I know that we will blow that thing up because then Halliburton will come in and rebuild or do whatever. And so then we make money off the contracts. That's it's just so greedy and short-sighted and why not take the money and make the infrastructure better like when we went to afghanistan we blew the place to hell we could have gone in with all of that money and all of those people and all those resources and helped it's the same thing i've been thinking about the army why don't we have armies of farmers like why do we have an army that goes and fights and dies why don't we have i think it would be great like if i was a kid and i didn't have a hadn't studied hard or didn't have the best direction and they were like yeah go to the army be a farmer i'd be like oh learn a skill help people grow food it's great i mean ostensibly it's kind of like free labor i mean you feed and house them they're the army but it'd be what if we had an army of carpenters well actually built houses for people 
all that you're describing, this is the stuff that Russia has done for a long time. But, you know, you're describing an ideology, which is, you know, crush, kill, destroy, um, rape, pillage, conquer yeah. our country, which it has been, you know, taken over basically by the British. This is how the British have done things, yeah. right? You uh, colonize a land, you kill the people who are there already, you send in migrants, yeah. you send in your own people to be on top and manage everybody, you send in migrants from all over the world to keep them divided and conquered, sure. then you, ha you give your own people on top all the money and resources they need to manage this thing for you, and then they collect all the taxes, and then they give you a share of those taxes, and, you know, and then they run it that way. Well, yeah. we've been recolonized again, the Federal Reserve Bank just made, I think, $3 trillion since the beginning of COVID and Which gave it all to... Which I ain't got no money. What, where did my money go? I'm not... Uh, yeah. Where are they getting the money from? And they're they not type the us? numbers into the computer at the Federal Reserve oh. Bank. They type three, followed by, I guess it's nine zeros? A they whole bunch of zeros. They the money. Uh-huh. And then they, they give that money that they just made out of thin air to... The, their banks oh. and the Wall Street. And then they said the top 3% of America are profiting enormously off oh. of this COVID hoax. Oh. So now they've got $3 trillion with which to buy up all of the assets. They're hoping to bankrupt, cause a lot of bankruptcies. So, not so they want to buy up all the houses. Well, they the land in the first in the first couple of weeks of the COVID hoax, there were like three hundred forty billion dollars worth of real estate suddenly thrown onto the market. Yeah, wow! Because of all the homeowners whose homes were foreclosed on. Right. I mean, I, I, I I'm a renter. I used to own a house back back in the day, which was crazy, but. And people keep going around the city saying, oh, we should have free rent. We should know there should be no rent. Everything should be during COVID. We shouldn't have to pay. And I'm like, but the people that own the building, they need the rent. And then like, I mean, I don't know what the answer is. It's another hoax because look what happens. Look what happens. You don't pay your rent. Maybe your landlord can't pay his mortgage. Guess who he has to sell his property to? Bill okay. Gates also owns a real estate investment trust. Oh. Bill Gates can buy up your property. Yeah. George Soros also owns a hedge fund that buys up property. The Rothschilds, they oh. buy up property, the rich Rothschild bankers. Yeah. Oh, there are British uh, real estate corporations out here too. They're all snapping up the best real estate, you yeah. can rest assured. Yeah. And then guess who gets evicted? You do right. the one who didn't pay the rent. That's they want you. But See, then what do you we hear? do? They, we look, can't because that's the thing is we're gonna if they evict all of us and if we're uh, all we're gonna get angry and then we'll actually rise up and be like this isn't work. They want that too. They'll be leading you. They'll have their agents mm. like all those little people on NPR and KPFA who. Oh, the revolution is just around the corner. Just don't you know? Let's do this. Let's we're bringing the revolution nonsense they're working for the rich okay Ooh. and the leaders of these street protests 
They're also working for the rich, whether they know it or not. Because the rich are funding the nonprofits that are training them to do their street actions and their protests and whatnot. Well, what happens when you go out and protest? Well, then the police come out and it jacks up costs for the police and city services. And then there are a lot of lawsuits because there are broken windows and trash property and people get hurt. And then they get the city, city gets sued. Well, they want to bankrupt our cities because the cities own a lot of juicy, juicy assets like Uh, schools and parks and you know different public utilities and different you know all these different services that they provide well they can be privatized this if we can't pay for them anymore privatize them and then they'll jack up the prices and then only certain people get to go to school what about these schools how about privatizing all these schools especially the newly refurbished ones yeah how about our libraries well some states are already shutting down their public libraries and those buildings are sold, yeah. you know? So the rich are going, oh, yes, please go out in the street. Please, please right. be violent in demonstrations, please. So there was uh, <laughs> the last time that uh, it was it was a while ago and Obama was in town and there were a bunch of people that organized uh, protests or whatever just to let him know that the, the legalization of of or the recreational usage of marijuana we were basically fighting for that and saying hey we're here we love weed anyway so we were all on the street sort of marching in front of and these other people said hey we're supposed to go this way and i said no we're not obama's over here he's in the international hotel we're supposed to do that well they were two like undercover people that lured the entire group of people into this area that was all cordoned off and there were sniper rifleists on top and they put <laughs> us basically in a cow pen. I didn't go. I was like, these people aren't part of these people. I was like, these people? And they're like, no, no, we're all supposed to go this way. And they start rounding people up and sending them into this enclosed area with sniper rifle people and this is in the middle of San Francisco. And I was one of the people going, don't listen, those people are liars. I know the people organizing this. This is where we're supposed to be going. And so it was a moment of like, they have infiltrated, they have secret agents even that are trying to detract, like put the, put the protesters on the other track right. so that we wouldn't be on the streets, so people wouldn't see mm-hmm. our demonstration. Mm-hmm. Because then we were all demonstrating, well, I didn't go, but everyone was demonstrating to each other. Like it was everyone in this little pig pen box thing. Yeah. safely protesting to nobody that's right except ourselves and I just I couldn't it was one of those moments where I was like Big Brother is watching and the fingers are in all of the pots yes and you were asking well what's the answer what do we do yeah what's the answer what do we do what we do is for one um, let our leaders know and and I must say it's the states with Democrat governors It's the Democrat governors that want to keep their states shut down as long as possible. The Republican governors have been wanting to reopen. Georgia, Texas, uh, they were all like, yeah, just let's open it up. And California is saying, oh, no, no. Right. And Washington, same thing. Washington, 
Right. The Democrat uh, governors want to stay shut down. Well, we obviously need to reopen 100% ASAP. So you need to be calling your governors, your Democrat governors, and your Democrat mayors like Mayor London Breed of San Francisco. She has put more stringent requirements on our city than the state governor has on the whole state of California. Exactly. So you need to be calling your mayors and your governors and demanding 100% reopen and say, we know COVID-19 is just a hoax for asset stripping and for bringing in Bill Gates ID 2020. And I'm so scared of that. I have to be a uh, yeah. hundred. That that terrifies me. I've got something even scarier. Oh. HR 6666. HR 6666. Um, sponsored by um, 45 Democrats and no Republicans, and brought into um, you know brought on, brought out by Democrat Bobby Rush. And uh, HR 6666, the Trace Act, contact tracing, where um, you're walking on the street, you just happen to pass within six feet of someone who tested positive <gasps> for COVID-19. You are going to get a telephone call on your cell phone from a contact tracer, an employee of the Centers for Disease Control, and they're going to say, I'm so sorry, just like in the movie, um, there was some movie like this, I'm so sorry, I have bad news for you, you were in contact with a positive, and now we need you to get tested. Where are you? Stay away from other people. Are you wearing your mask? Put on your mask now. Are you near other people? Get away from them now. Isolate yourself right now. Go into self-quarantine right now. We've got to get you tested right away. Stay away from everyone. Don't touch anything. Don't breathe on anyone. You know? Yeah, yeah. Right. And they're going to ask, What's your home address? Oh, this is who terrifying. else? This is who terrifying. else lives in your house with you? Give me all of their names. I need all of their names and all of their phone numbers. I need to contact all of them and I need to get them all tested right away because you're, you know, wow. you might have it. You might be a carrier. You were near a carrier. But and why then do we need that. We don't need that. Or but the, it's all a ruse. This is all this is all a ruse. This is all a hoax. This is all to have many more measures of control over us in our daily yeah, lives. Yeah, because look what they can do next. Oh, you mean there are four people, four or more in your household? Well, we have a new rule. We have a whole rule. Right. Households like yours, you have to get tested. And if you are positive, we have to take you out of the house and put you in a special government quarantine no. building. Oh, this is like yeah. FEMA camps, ICE For detention centers. 10 days at least, at least 10, until you test negative. Sorry about your job. You're gonna lose it. I'm sorry, it's not our fault. Sorry about your kids. We'll put them in foster care temporarily until you test negative, okay? Wow. But if it's not even a thing, they can have false positives. And they, they do. They can have false negatives. They can, 
But then the crux all comes down that nobody's really dying of this. That the death rate is pretty much the same as it always has been. It's just they're saying, attributing everything to COVID as opposed to saying this person died of cancer. That's just ridiculous to me that someone's like, has stage four liver cancer and they die in the hospital right now and they're like, whoop, they had COVID. Yeah, you can be 99 years old and had three heart attacks and now you die of a heart attack and they go, COVID. And furthermore, um, uh, uh, the TRACE Act, to to continue how horrifying it is, HR 6666, the TRACE Act. Okay, um, well, you've tested positive. What do you mean you don't want a vaccine? What do you mean you don't want a ventilator? We think you need a ventilator right now. And then you have to pay for it. And we're going to put you on a ventilator, young lady. I'm sorry if you don't like it, but doctor says. And we are allowed to do medical intervention. Whoa, this is just Unspecified, just medical intervention. Okay? So... Wow. Doctors and nurses have admitted in videos on YouTube, we are killing patients with ventilators. Their lungs, muscles are able to work fine. So the lungs muscularly, they open, they close, they open, they close, right? But people aren't absorbing oxygen in their cells. So they're dying from oxygen deprivation because the cells cannot absorb oxygen. So when we put them on a ventilator that forces their lungs to expand and contract, all we're doing is destroying their lungs and they're dying because we've destroyed their lungs with a ventilator. Sure. But... Here's the catch. The hospitals have incentive to use those ventilators because of Medicare reimbursements that have been set up to incentivize it. If you get a death, non-COVID death, you get reimbursed about $1,200. If you have a COVID death, you get $13,000. If you have a COVID patient and you used a ventilator on them, then they died. You get thirty-nine thousand. Wow! So they have all. It's all. We're just little dollar signs to them. We aren't people. Yes. We don't have agency or volition. We don't have critical thought. We're just little walking dollar signs. I guess we weren't buying enough things. I guess we weren't being good enough consumers for them and consuming enough products that now we're the product. <laughs> I don't think it had anything to do with whether or not we are good consumers. We are just the little, we're, we're the sheep on we're the, the sheep, sheep farm, you know? And so you got it, and they're, they're about to eat some sheep. Yeah. I mean, and, lamb's delicious. And when you do die, yeah. hey, a thousand corporations are gonna cash in to the tune of 1.5 billion dollars it's so amazing to me yeah. that it money is more important than people in our world right now that pe- not for everyone not for everybody not for me i mean yeah. i think that that's why what else are we here for yeah are we here to have little pieces of paper that float through our hands are we here to show other people that we're like better because we have better things and stuff it's about 
communication. It's about communal experience it's about I mean I've really enjoyed COVID because I'm going on walks every day <laughs> I'm like meeting people it's kind of like feels kind of like summer camp right now <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging out here at Mutiny Radio but I know it's terrifying for so many people and the children children are growing up in these COVID times and they're just like oh I wear a mask that's how it is now well um let me continue with the horror story of the hospital yeah. so they're taking young people who test positive for the virus. That is to say, uh, there are signs that their bodies are fighting the common cold. Right, right. <laughs> and they're pe putting people who have the cold, you know, a cold, putting them in um, nursing homes with the elderly who are so who can die from a common cold. Sure, sure. And guess what's happening? People are yeah. Then the sixty-two percent of the COVID deaths are from nursing homes. Wow. Because they're sending young kids with bad colds into the nursing homes to go and infect everyone, so they kill the old people off. Wow. Yeah. Well, in Texas too, when they they uh. Re, they were trying to reopen earlier. They were reopening. And they said, hey, if you're old, now's the time. Just go out. Take one for the team. You want to keep your kids safe. Go to work. You you should go. And you should sacrifice. Uh, like they made it into sort of like a God thing of like, huh. save your family. Sacrifice yourself. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. Wow. That's yeah. weird. Another COVID. thing is um, uh, in, I think it's Tanzania. The, the leader of the country, the president, said, well, I don't trust this. All of these uh, test kits that have come from the United States, it seems everybody is testing positive. So he sent, uh, he, he sent some samples to the lab, didn't tell them what he was sending them. He sent them part of a fruit, fruit cells. He sent them some lamb cells and he sent them some goat cells and he sent them some you know different different yeah, random sure. things and uh the fruit tested positive for covid <gasps> though fruit's impossible not, yeah exactly it's supposed to be impossible the the lamb tested positive or no, the lamb tested negative, but the goat tested positive. Well, six, <laughs> like, six, six, baby. Yeah. If yeah. you're a good little sheep, we'll say that you will give you a pass. You know. Wow. So he's just saying, I think that all of these test kits have actually been infected with the virus on yeah, purpose. Or it's, or it's or it's false because it's what you're saying yeah. about the and the, about the thing about the immunization that is also right. going to be a tracker. Right. I mean, it absolutely makes sense. Everyone has to test positive in order right. for everyone to have this new thing in their body ID. so that we can be tracked and yeah, monitored do. more. Yeah, they admitted closely. that the test kits are like 50% false positives wow. or something crazy like that. And yeah, it comes down to one, all these bankruptcies. They, they would love to see cities go bankrupt so that they could buy up assets. Sure. States would like, they would love to declare bankruptcy, but they would have to be given, uh, given the authority to do that from Trump. And sure. Trump doesn't want to sure. do that. They would love to do it because then they don't have to pay pensions. Oh. Yeah. If corporations and states and cities get to declare bankruptcy, they no longer have to pay pensions. So people have been working there for 25 years. Bye-bye pensions. Bye-bye. That's 
Right. But why do they hate us so much? And like, then, why, and why then, is like, our government trying to destroy our lives? Because, you know, they see us just as little sheep. Yeah. This is the sheep farm, and you can do so many things. You know, you can use the wool, you can use the oil, yeah, you can sure. you can eat it, you can skin it, you can make clothes out of the skin and the wool, and you can, sure. you Tennis know, rackets, you can goods. milk it, you milk can it. eat it, you can drink the blood, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you make yeah. blood sausage, whatever you sure. want, right? Yeah, we are we, the blood sausage. Yeah, so. Oh, this has been an incredible conversation, having but, you today. But yeah, let uh, me just like finish up one. To wrap it up. Yeah. Great, okay, then I'm going to do that. So, but this has been incredible. Like you're opening yeah. my mind to so yeah. much. So it's a global, it's a global awakening. The whole world knows what's really going on and the whole world is fighting this now, but we didn't get to the main thing, which is the, the 5G wireless oh, yeah. streetlights, 5G air gig, which they clip it on. They clip a little 5G antenna onto an electric power line. And now the entire power line is transmitting pulsed microwave radiation, which is very deadly. Or 5G small cell, which they can clamp onto a building or onto a post, onto a telephone pole, onto a pole. They're putting them in the school grounds. When the children come back to school after the shutdown, children will be dying. When children are getting sick, and dying from 5G pulsed microwave radiation, they give it all kinds of fancy names like COVID-19 or toxic shock or Kawasaki syndrome. They're inventing new diseases to hide the fact that children are getting sick and dying from 5G pulsed microwave radiation. And so are adults. All of the COVID-19 symptoms are identical to 5G microwave radiation symptoms. Wow, the nausea. COVID hides. COVID is a cover to protect them from 5G liability. Bill Gates owns the 5G technology. So does billionaire George Soros. They both own real estate investment trusts and hedge funds that buy up the property when people die from the 5G. Wow. In really rich neighborhoods, they put a whole lot of 5G near really beautiful, expensive houses with fantastic views. Kill those people off, and then you get to buy up their property and flip it, okay? Wow. So look up symptoms of COVID-19, oxygen depletion dying from no air or heart failure, fingers and toes turning blue and becoming numb, peripheral neuropathy where your legs become numb, your hands become numb, you can't, you can't feel your feet and hands anymore, and it's happening to children. They turn blue, your skin gets all rashy, your wow. skin starts sloughing off. Lot, lots of taste and smell, too. Yeah. I can see how that would be, uh -huh. that radiation could affect that. Children's tongues turn red like a strawberry, they're they get their skin gets all red and patchy and shortness of breath children dying from heart failure come on children dying from um inability to absorb oxygen they just stop breathing right 
And it's so evil that every day in the news when this is happening to more and more clusters of children are dying like this, and they label it COVID-19 or Kawasaki or a toxic shock, and they say, oh, it's so strange, we don't understand. It looks like the virus is hitting these children. No, this is 5G, pulsed microwave radiation. And they need that, and well, they, it's for the phones, but they've got everyone on a phone. Like, if you took it's that- It's not for the phones. Oh, it's not for the phones? I no, thought 5G was phones. Look, the top microwave weapons expert in the world, British Royal Navy, Microwave weapons expert, Barry Trower, T-R-O-W-E-R. He makes videos about this. He says 5G is a military weapon to kill you and nothing more. It is a military weapon to kill you, period. And it's everywhere. It is everywhere. It's installed everywhere. And they're just going to be able to flip a switch and be like, it's already it's on. It's already happening. It's already on. It's been on. And they're increasing the number of them every night while we sleep. And it's global. And children are dying. And it can kill your fetus in your womb. It can, cha- it can damage your DNA. It can give you birth defects. It, your baby can be born dead. Wow. Um, it can make you, and it can make you infertile, male and female. And yes, they're just lying, they're just to, lying us. to us. Yes. Why? What else would they? I mean, I really thought five G was all self. That's all cell phone stuff. And they're, they're killing us off. They're killing us off under guise of oh, cell phone and Wi-Fi. Right. No, this is just killing us off. Because Soft they have kill. because they have all the insurance policies on it. It all goes back to the beginning. Is that's that right? And they are, want the land. Now they, they the take land. the land. They want the land. They want the money. Yeah. Americans grab. Americans own 94 trillion in real estate alone. Wow. They want the land. They yes, they're going to cash in on those life insurance policies too. Yeah. Yeah, and they traffic children. Yeah, yeah. The government traffics children. They're the biggest traffickers in the in the country. That's a I mean, million well, a year. Epstein, well, that was the whole thing with Epstein when he yeah. went down, and that's why he disappeared. Is that he must have? He's had some still alive. <gasps> Rusty Shackelford caught him on his island three days after his suicide with his drone camera, and you can Google that, and you can see the video. And then Rusty Shackelford disappeared. No. Yeah. So they traffic your kids. They want you dead. They want your your land, they your everything. They want all your assets. They want it all. And think of us as the Palestinians. We're the Palestinians. And when I say the British, I mean the British and the Israelis. The is- Israel was created by Britain. So it's uh-huh, just another uh-huh. arm of Britain. You know, so it's think, and we one third of our Congress is Israeli American dual citizens. Uh-huh. Okay, they do the dirty work for the British, basically. You know, they're like, well, they do the dirty work. This is a I have they want to take it all. Why, why it all. do we or why did Israel? It's a, the Palestinians. They put them in the Gaza Strip and locked them all in there on lockdown because they're Muslims or just because because they're, they're taking over their land. They just want their land. They're taking it's over all, all land. their land. It's just land. Yeah, it was so. all Palestine. Right. Then was, the British then became, I see, I see say, well, we're that. going to gift part of it to you, Rothschild banking family. Sure, sure. Well, it wasn't yours to gift away. Right. It was it was country. the Palestinians' country. It right. wasn't yours to give, but 
They have, you know, might is right. They have the military might with the help of the United States. Yep. So, bada boom, bada bing. Israel's a really interesting place because it has fresh water in it. It's like one of the only places in the Middle East or in that part of the world they have. Oh, excuse me. Let me say something else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fresh water, we're not running out. There's something called primary water. The Earth's mantle is constantly generating fresh water just like they just make um, lava for volcanoes all you got to do is drill down to primary water anywhere in the world they can do this and bring up a limitless supply of clean fresh water and that is exactly what Muammar Gaddafi did it was called shut him down they shut they shut it down they bombed it NATO bombed it to smithereens he had enough fresh water for all of North Africa for a hundred years and NATO bombed it all bombed it all because we want to control the resources or because they want to control our resources they don't want people to have yeah unlimited access to stuff the British and the US model is Bomb them back to the Stone Ages, keep them backwards, and just steal their resources, including their children and their women, you know, and slave labor men and whatnot. Sure. Bomb them back to the Stone Ages, keep them backwards, keep them desperate, keep them in poverty, and just steal everything they got. That's our model. That's the British model, and it's our model. And that's the Israeli model, you know? And it's time to be woke, folks. Wake up and... uh, Smell the propaganda that's being shoved down our throats yeah. constantly because the truth is out there. And thank you so much for being a seeker and finding it for us and bringing it to the people. So you just can be found and walking around the mission, passing out the truth, Yep, talking to people. Fantastic. Yep. Do you want to tell people how they can get a hold of you or know? or where, if, they, cause you- if they want, they can reach me at patreon.com forward slash bluebirds. And um, aside from that, hey, we need to work cooperatively with China and Russia to grow the global economy, to grow our economy, to build good, strong trade partners, to do positive life-sustaining things for the whole world and all life on Earth. And we can do this. If you go to website larouchepub.org, L-A-R-O-U-C-H-E, P-U-B dot org. They have the plan. They have the master plan for cooperative work with other nations to build us all and sustain all life on Earth. Yay! That's the answer. Yes. That was great. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for inviting me. Some call me Tim. And uh, hey, come back. Come back anytime. uh, You've opened my mind to some amazing, like, concepts that I, I mean I thought that they were snowing me like I thought the government was lying to me but now I'm like what it is so much deeper than I could have imagined and 9-11 is just the surface so thank you again for being here uh, this has thank been you. some call me Tim this is Mutiny Radio
Is she really going out with him? the single that started it all, at least in the UK. This week marks the 40th anniversary of the first UK punk rock single, New Rose by The Damned. That was preceded by The Sex Pistols and the B-side to God Save the Queen, 1977, Did You Know Wrong? Before that, punk rock from right here in San Francisco, Housecoat Project from the album Girl Fiend, uh, released in 1989. That was Kiss Me. And we began with The Nuns, at least Jennifer Miro at the electric keyboard with the infamous Lazy. Well... My lateness today was not due to any laziness, so I won't take responsibility for that, but I will say I brought you some Elizabeth Cotton.
one, one trip. Stage go.
I've got a right to sing the blues, as I imagine some of you do as well. That set began with two selections from the Elizabeth Cotton album Freight Train and Other North Carolina Folk Songs and Tunes, released in 1958. We heard the instrumental Spanish Flang Dang and When I Get Home. That was followed by Elizabeth Cotton's best-known composition, Freight Train, brought to you by Ani DeFranco with the Preservation Hall Jazz Band. That's a selection from an album named Preservation. It was a benefit uh, put together by various artists for the Preservation Hall Music Outreach Program. came out in 2010. So Ani DeFranco there fronting the... Preservation Hall Jazz Band, and staying down in New Orleans, Doc Cheatham and Nicholas Payton from their duo album released in 2005, Doc Cheatham and Nicholas Payton, they gave us I Got a Right to Sing the Blues. Speaking of New Orleans, I did go see the Cookers last Saturday at Yoshi's and found the alto sax position is now in place with Donald Harrison, and he is a New Orleans guy. Five, five. 
press one, press one, two, hold, two, one, press, two, hold, one, one, push. recognize that melody that was indeed Ico Ico or as it's credited here Heiko Heiko Donald Harrison on the alto and tenor saxophone from his album Indian Blues I can thank my sister Stephanie for that one too she took me shopping in Chicago earlier this year and I was able to find that CD uh, very hard to find on the Candid label, which is no longer in print, I don't believe. So Donald Harrison there with a little New Orleans jazz. We got to wrap up today's short ride on the morning train. So as we move towards the station, here is Gladys Knight and the Pips. In every
hot one. Hello? Hot one. What you, I would, what you.